Blog Talk Radio. the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, October 19th, 2015. Stay connected with me in between shows on Instagram at Shanice Lewis, on Facebook at Shanice Lewis Show, and on Twitter at Shanice Show. I would love to hear from you and hear your feedback about the show. Today we have a very special guest on the show who I'm super excited to talk about, to talk to Monique Clark. Monique Clark is a plus size fashion expert and founder of Monique C Plus Sizes. Clark has appeared in numerous local and national media outlets, including the Associated Press, CBS News, The Washington Post, Today, Fox News, and many more. A plus size woman herself, Clark's full-figured design expertise, coupled with her decade-long industry experience, has made her an authority on topics such as plus-size fashion, industry trends, positive body image, and plus-size industry controversies. Clark's fashion-forward and flattering plus-size designs have been featured in dozens of national publications, including Glamour, People, Ebony, and in style, and we are waiting for Monique C. to call in. Hopefully she's able to get in. This is a live show, and sometimes the live shows work, and sometimes everything doesn't come together, but we're going to wait and see if we can get Monique on the line. And Monique is celebrating her 10-year anniversary, and she has a lot of exciting things going on that we're going to talk about. Um, I saw on her social media that they're having this big giveaway to give somebody a trip to Barbados, so we're super excited. And let's see if we can get her on the line. All right, here we go. Monique, are you there? Hi, Shanice, how are you? I'm good. You almost gave me a heart attack. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? I realized that my, my car uh, phone, no, sorry, not my car phone, my car time is about three minutes behind. 
So oh, I said, okay. Minute, I'm on time, but I said, no, I'm not. But hi, everyone. Thanks for having me tonight, Shanice. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Now, you've been on the show before, but it's been a long time. You were on the show in 2009, and a lot has happened to you and your brand in that time. Yeah, definitely. Before we get into that, now, you weren't uh, trained as a designer. Tell us about your background before you got into the fashion industry. Well, my background, I actually have a degree in math and computer science. So I I went to school thinking that I was going to be a computer engineer and uh, didn't like that too much. And then I said, okay, well, you know, what can I do with these credits? <laughs> and my dean said, well, you know, you have enough math and science. You can get a math and computer science degree. So my background is in the sciences, and um, I later went on to work, work in corporate America and also worked for a nonprofit, which used to um, get um, young kids from urban and rural areas, access to computer literacy, computer education. And so that was really my passion for a long time. Uh, but when that didn't really fulfill me as much as I thought it would working in that field, I really went on a life search and kind of fell into my lap. Now, you, um, how did you transition into that, into fashion? Like, did you have a mentor <laughs> Um, did, or you, did you just make mistakes and find out? Uh, well, I'll tell you the story about how it happened. It was very serendipitous. I, I went to visit my family in London, you know, kind of just taking some time off and say, let me do a little bit of soul searching. And I didn't know that uh, my cousin had a background in the fashion industry. She used to have her own boutique. And we went into one of the factories that she used to work with on a regular basis. And I remember saying to myself, I love these clothes. I wish somebody was doing this in plus size. And I just remember her saying, why don't you do it? And I kind of looked at her like, what are you talking about? I was 26 years old, had didn't know a, a, a theme from a dart, from a pattern. I mean, knew nothing about the fashion industry. But I always make the joke that I came out the womb a size 18. I've always been plus size. I've always mm-hmm. been fashionable, and so I thought to myself, it, you know, it was far-fetched, but it also wasn't far-fetched. You know, I kind of looked at her like, hmm. And I remember I called my mom that evening, and I said, you know, Trisha told me something really interesting, that I should start a plus-size line. And she, my mom, you know, she was the queen of do whatever you want in life. She was like, why don't you? And, and yeah, well, that's just, good. Yeah, it was just I literally took the bull by the horns, and I really started to research the industry, I actually came back to New York, and then I went back to London a couple of weeks later because the, my initial start was working with that very factory because she said, you know, if you've got a passion for this, let's see if we can work on it together. And it ended up that we did uh, produce our product in London, but I call that like my crash course in the fashion industry. And it was just, you know, those sorts of things just started to happen for me, you know. Uh, factories came out of nowhere. People who would give me some advice came out of nowhere. And literally a year later, Monique C. was born. So initially, did you have to solicit investors or were you self-funded um, from the beginning? Self-funded. The whole business has been self-funded up to today. I mean, we we basically have bootstrapped this whole thing. And, and it was really because... I you know, I didn't even know what this company was going to be 10 years ago. It's not like I said, oh, 
you know, this is going to be an XYZ sales, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. I was just a, a plus-size girl who was frustrated that she couldn't find clothes. I thought I was going to sell them on eBay at the time. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't even really have a real sense of what the company would become 10 years later. So you are self-funded from beginning to end, which is amazing. What do you think about how designers are using GoFundMe campaigns these days to get started? I think it's great. I think whatever you need to get yourself started, do it. I mean, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about where we are in our economy, you know, where somebody can support and love your idea so much that they themselves can individually invest in it. I, I mean, I think it's great. And anyone who's ever tried to build a fashion brand knows how pricey it really is. It takes a lot of money to build a fashion company. So if you have people who are willing to invest in you out of their own pockets, I say more power to you. Now, when you launched in 2005, social media wasn't as prominent as it is now. So did you have to change the way you market your brand to reflect the times? You know, it was funny because I, I remember, and this is going to, like, date me, but I remember probably two years into my brand is when people started to – now I can't even say they started to talk about Facebook at that time. Facebook was still um, – only on Ivy League um, campuses. and Right. My sister we were on MySpace still. Exactly. We were still on MySpace. My sister happened to be a student at Princeton, and I was like, what is this Facebook thing? And she was like, oh, I'll put you on, you know, like, old lady, you don't know anything about stuff. But we were using MySpace at that time, and that actually, you know, you even reminded me, oh, my gosh, MySpace. That was where we really started to see traction because, it wasn't any more about, you know, you're close to me, so I want to buy from you. It was like, oh, this opens up a whole new segment of, of companies and people that I didn't even know about. So I would say that MySpace had a big impact. I would also say that we were really supported by the New York City plus-size community and by extension the whole plus-size community. I mean, Gwen mm-hmm. DeVoe was a very big part of – she put me in her Dangerous Curve show literally – a week or so before we launched. Actually, I think it might have been before that. We were in her runway show, and around the same time, um, I'll tell you a funny story. I, I, I didn't know, uh, you know, I guess having the the kind of business background that I had before I went into nonprofits, I understood how important it is to market yourself. And so, you know, even before I had a shell of a design, I started to talk to people about what I was doing. And so we actually were on TLC's What Not to Wear about four days after we launched. And that was because oh, wow. somebody said to me, you know, you, don't, you can't just wait until you launch to start promoting yourself. You've got to let magazines and media know what you're doing. And so I put together this rudimentary press kit, and I sent it to all of the different editors. And, you know, that press kit probably looks like crap compared to what people do these days. But when you're one of the first, we were one of the first contemporary, truly fashion-forward brands, you know, people look and they say, wait, okay, this is something that we need. And a lot of the editors would say to me, you know, we really want to be able to put plus size in our pages, but we want it to be stuff that's fashion-forward. And so we're so happy you're here. So I would say between kind of the what people will probably say is premature media outreach as well as (laughs) social media, 
as well as, you know, people like Gwen DeVoe and Madeline Figueroa and, you know, people really, I mean, you wearing our stuff, Shanice, like all of that stuff, I think that there's such a strong community within the plus-size industry that people start to see and they start to ask questions and they start to recognize what others are doing. Now, how often do you come out with a new collection or a lookbook? Because going back to marketing and social media, I would assume that now with Instagram, you need more pictures, more imagery with your marketing these days. Yeah, I mean, we come out with collections every other week at this point. And, you know, they are small collections. You know, we're not coming out with 30 pieces every two weeks, but – you know, right. what we've found over the last 10 years, there used to be a time when you could put out probably a 20-piece collection or a 15-piece collection, and you didn't really have to put anything new on your site for about, you know, three months. It was like more seasonal. This is my fall, winter. This is my spring, right. summer. That's how you used to put out collections. Now you really need to make sure that you maintain the attention span of the customer. And we have a customer that is really like, I have an appetite for these great clothes, and I want to be able to buy more of them, and I want to be able to buy more of them more often. So you've got to keep that energy. You've got to keep that attention. So we find that we're really bringing out collections now about every two weeks. So when you do your photo shoot, you do everything, but then you just seep out a little at a time? Yes. <laughs> Wait, okay. you're giving away all of our secrets, Shanice. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly, that's exactly what we do because obviously you can't shoot a collection every two weeks. That would be right. very costly and very prohibitive. So right, so it's it's like you know we're we're sitting on a vault of goodness and we're just you know we're easing it out little little by little by little. I mean that's, that's, well, that's really smart. what all the brands do. Yeah, I mean you know because you've got to keep it fresh, but you also have to pace it in a way that the customer is excited and wants to keep coming back. Now, New Plus designers look to you as an inspiration and a staple of a successful independent plus-size designer. Oh, so thank you. Would, would you advise a new designer to spend more of their budget on their photo shoots and marketing or to participate in multiple fashion shows? Oh. I actually think that your imagery is extraordinarily important in this Instagram age. And, I mean, you said it earlier in this interview. We are in the Instagram age. We're in the age of people scrolling, looking at imagery. I mean, even if you look at Facebook these days, it's it's all about the pictures. It's all about the videos. People are looking at that brand content. And while I think that fashion shows are important and they have their place, if I were to give the advice to someone that I was mentoring about, listen, you have a limited budget, this is what you should or should not do, I would definitely Mm -hmm. say imagery. And, you know, for us, our imagery is not just about, okay, let's take a picture of this because we have to sell a garment. We really love to showcase. I mean, one of my favorite things is photo shoots because it's almost like I am showing the customer my vision for the plus-size woman and the plus-size lifestyle. Like, you have every right and every you, – you, you are worth it, and you should have all of these fabulous clothes. You should feel this way. You should have this style, this look, this energy. And so, 
you know, that's what jumps off the page. That's what makes people want to buy. The garments are fabulous and they're great, but it's also about the customer and how she's going to feel in those garments. And that's what photo shoots are about to me. I still love, I still love fashion shows. And you know, I've I've had people say to me, "When are you guys going to do another fashion show?" I feel like we'll do one sooner than later. But if I were to give that advice, I would definitely say photo shoots. And you know what I found, because I, I host a lot of fashion shows that um, designers will showcase, but then when you want to buy the clothes, they don't have the website set up looking nice, yeah. and they don't have yeah. anything available. And so yeah. it's kind of like, what's the point? Yeah, I think that there is, um, you know, one of the things that I, I talk to a lot, like I, I, I've i been blessed, blessed to have people want me to mentor them, and I love that, you know, and I I, I tell people, you know, the fashion industry, there's many ways to be a fashion designer, and all of them are great ways. But I think that if you're looking to be a fashion designer that has what people would consider a mass-produced line, even if it's a custom-made line, you know, the fashion shows are important. But like you said, I see your great garment and I want to buy it. Well, how do I buy it? Where is it? You right. know, what does your website <laughs> look like? Like, you know, what is this? What is that? So the bells and whistles of the fashion show whet my appetite, but there's nowhere for me to go and actually purchase it. You know, that's not the best use of time. And I think sometimes people get very excited about the artistry, but if you want to be able to make your artistry a business, you have to think about the business side also. Mm-hmm. Now, when I, whenever I interview or talk to new people, Plus designers, they tell me they feel unsupported by the Plus community and that the community is very cliquish. Now, have you ever <clears throat> felt that way? And what advice you can give to new Plus designers feeling like that? You know, honestly, I've never felt that way. And I'll tell you the truth. You know, I, this is going to sound cuckoo, but maybe it's because I'm an OG in this game. Like, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I've, I've been around a while. I have been blessed to really build business connections, and it's not even just friendships, but people who I've seen them come up, they've seen me come up, there is a respect there. And so I've never felt as though, um, you know, I was in a room and I felt like, uh, you know, people are a little clickish. I don't want to be around here. I've always felt um, just a, a energy of positivity. And, and I don't discount what they're saying, but I would just say that, you know, the industry is like anything else. You've got to take the good with the bad. And, you know, if you have a place here, don't allow clickishness or, or what may feel like an unwelcoming um, kind of vibe to, to, to stop what you want to do. If, if you have a voice, if you have something to bring to the industry, bring it no matter what. And, you know, sometimes I tell people they have unrealistic expectations of what people are supposed to do for them or what they think somebody needs to do for them because you put in your dues. Yeah, I mean, I think that part of that, you know, the the industry is transitioning, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I I think that there was a time where we were kind of like, you know, underground, and we were very much a community, and I think that a lot of those community components are still there. But I also Mm -hmm. think that there are people who have built a following, and whether Mm -hmm. it's bloggers or fashion designers or, or producers in this industry, and they've built a following, and therefore they've been able to monetize it. And, you know, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, 
for lack of a better way to say it, you know, I paid my dues and I'm here and I'm happy to help you, but you also got to help yourself, you know. Right, and right. I think, I think it's important for people to realize that it, it is still a business, and so you have to be mindful of how to move with business. But, you know, I've had people who've reached out to me, and they've been very candid about the fact that they want to come in and be in the same industry as me, and I'm I, I'm happy to give a word. You know, I'm happy to say, listen, keep going, do what you want to do. If you have a point of view, you know, I'm I'm all about seeing people come and bring new stuff to the industry, but it also has to be in a way that is about business and it makes sense, you know. Study your craft, study your industry, study what people are looking for, and really make sure that your presentation and what you're trying to do is up to snuff. Right, good advice. Now, for those who are listening who live under a rock and aren't familiar with your clothing line, tell me the type of clothing you carry, your size range, <laughs> and your price point. Sure. Uh, Monique C is a contemporary plus-size clothing line. We do dresses. We do fabulous jumpsuits. We do two-pieces, um, two-piece sets. We also do two-piece bikinis. We are one of the first companies to introduce two-piece bikinis to the plus-size industry before the word fat kini got, um, you know, play. And, you know, fat kini, shout out to Gabby Fresh. You know, she really helped to create that term also. But uh, prior to that, we had our plus-size swim line, and that came out of because I was going on vacation to see my boyfriend, and I could not believe that I couldn't find a beautiful swimsuit. And I literally decided to design one. And our swim collection has become just as popular, if not more popular, than the dress collection. Um, and so we do plus-size dresses and swimsuit sizes 14 to 24. Um, we have been able over the last 10 years to really diversify our price point. So now you can purchase anything from about $38 all the way up to about 299 on our site. And we're really aiming to give fashionable, affordable plus-size clothing for the plus-size woman, the woman who likes to dress, who likes to feel good about herself, and that's who our customer is. And you can purchase at our website, com. Now tell me about your limited collection celebrating a decade of curves. This is really exciting. Yes. Yeah, we so you know, obviously having come out having been here for ten years, there are many designs that we've had that people have said, When can you bring back this or when can you bring back that or you know, different things that people want us to bring back and so we decided why not reintroduce some of our most popular styles for customers. So we recently, and, and, and some of them with a twist, some of them a little bit of a play on what we did previously. So we brought back our convertible dresses in a great gold lurex fabric. A lot of people know us for our convertible dress, so that's something that's come back. We brought back our Eva dress, a number of things, and we will actually be coming out with a piece monthly. So every month we'll introduce the new anniversary piece just to kind of keep that section uh, really fresh. We want to really celebrate this decade of curves throughout the year. So there's lots of surprises coming. We actually just came out with a with a big giveaway. I don't know if you've seen it for a trip to Barbados. Yes, yes. I def <laughs> I want to talk about that. Now yeah, tell me. Um, well, I just wanted to ask you first. How did you choose which pieces to bring back? Oh. Well, you know, it, it, a lot of it's feedback. I mean, one of the great things about our brand is our customers are very vocal. You know, we, we I have a customer that 
she, you know, she has my email address. She's going to be like, hit, hit Maurice, hey, boom, 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 boom. So our customers are constantly emailing us. They're constantly on Instagram and Facebook. And even if we're not able to answer every comment or every post, we read all of them so we know what people are asking for. And so my customer service team comes back and they say, listen, you know, the customers really want this to come back or they want that to come back. And so we look at that feedback, and that's how we kind of make our distinctions. You know, let's bring back the Eve address. Let's bring back this. Let's bring back that. And I and I actually encourage your viewers, um, your listeners, I should say, we have a, hash, a hashtag on Instagram called Monique C Turns 10, and we're asking mm-hmm. customers to hashtag themselves in, in their favorite Monique C picture. So they may say, I really love the such and such dress, but can you do it in blue? So the hashtag and they'll they'll add that there if you go on the anniversary page you'll see all of the different requests from customers for styles to come back some customers are also grabbing pictures of old collections off the internet and reposting and say can you bring this can you bring that so i i would say that if your listeners have anything that they want us to bring back definitely utilize that hashtag moni c turns 10 yes i've used it and post my my pictures of my favorite outfits <laughs> You know, you always look good. I mean, you always, you pick out the best stuff, too. Like, you pick out the flash and dash. You know, you like that flashy stuff. I do. Anything gold and sparkly, I'm there. <laughs> You're all about it. I love it. <laughs> now, tell me about this um, contest to yeah, Barbados, definitely. the Barbados Takeover. Yeah, so my family is, a lot of people probably know, my, my family is from Barbados. I am, um, I am very proud to be of Bajan heritage and I travel there quite often and a lot of customers would email and say I want to go to Barbados with you you look like you have so much fun I want to go I want to go and so we actually partnered with the Barbados Tourism Authority and we are giving away a trip for one person to travel to the Barbados Food Wine and Rum Festival and they will be able to um, the trip is for I think it's five nights stay um, oh wow! Are, yeah, it's a, it's a trip. I mean, I'm kind of like, I want to win that trip. Why did Why did anybody <laughs> give me the option to win that trip? No, but it's right. great, and I'm really, I'm really looking forward to um, sharing the experience of you know my lovely island with one of the Monique customers, and you know, really giving that experience. And we'll be documenting the whole thing on social media. Now, I didn't see how you enter. Okay, so if you go to our website and you scroll down, you'll see a link on the website for the contest. You basically Mm -hmm. just click that, and it takes you through a couple of things. Like you can share it on social media. That it it goes by a point system. So the number of points equals the number of entries, I believe. And so Mm -hmm. if you if you like us on social media, if you share, if you make a purchase, you get you get a, a bonus number of points. So all of the um, information about how to enter the contest is there. So what other things have you done or do you plan to do for your 10-year anniversary? Oh, gosh, you can't get all the secrets, Shanice. Come on now. Okay. You're, you're getting stopped, but you can't get No. <laughs> I, I, you know, there's going to be a couple of things coming out. Like I said, we really see this as a year-long um, celebration. I am really excited for 
the new anniversary pieces that are going to be coming out. I think that people are going to be excited about the styles that they're going to have access to. Uh, we're going to be doing another big giveaway in the spring. You know, I was saying you had a, a party, didn't you? We did, we did. You mean last year? No, I thought you had a 10-year anniversary party. Well, I'm sorry. We did have a 10-year anniversary party. Excuse me. We had a 10-year anniversary party in our show. That was a very intimate party. It was really me giving my thanks to my staff, who many of them have been with us for many years, and I feel great about that, that people have come on and they haven't really left. That I, I hope that means that they enjoy what they're doing. So we did have a party. But going forward, I believe we're going to have another giveaway. There's lots of little goodies coming. So that that anniversary page on the site is going to stay live, and we're going to continue to add content to it. Nice. Now, in your campaigns, you've used um, Tess Holiday in previous uh, campaigns and lookbooks. Now, how was the yep. feedback you received from your customers? Will you continue to use larger models? And you, do you think other companies should follow suit? Oh, definitely. I mean, I'll tell you, the, the when we used Tess, I mean, Tess was, at even before we used her for this campaign, um, Tess was a big supporter of my brand and vice versa. You know, before Tess got signed, uh, we would – she would, we would collaborate on editorial. She did a big swim editorial about the year before we sent her clothes for it. I've always been um, really a proponent of people who are all about body diversity and about, you know, celebrating plus-size women all around. You know, it's not just about the women who are hourglass and a size 16, and it's not about the women who are a size 24 and petite. It's, it's, it's all around. And so – I really appreciated what Tess and her movement at your body standards was about. And so we really enjoyed working with her. What I heard most from customers was it's really good to see the clothes on a woman that looks like me. You know, it's it's not to say that Monique C models are, don't look like plus-size women because we're probably one of the only brands that uses size 18 and size 20 models. But in terms of, okay, we're – the only brand that probably at that time would work with a size 24 model. And so when we worked with Tess, I think that people were really like, oh, my gosh. But I thought to myself, wait a minute, but we're a plus-size brand. We should be able to work with a size 14, a size 16, a size 20, whatever it is. And so it was really about me showcasing for our customer to be able to say, this is how it's going to look on you. Because what I would find sometimes is that plus-size women, I think, sometimes don't, you know, sometimes I have to reinforce for them to say, Monique C is not just a line that is sized up for plus-size women. We are a plus-size brand. So if I make a garment that is a size up to a size 24, I have taken not only the 14 into consideration, I've taken the 24 into consideration. So if I tell you you can wear a two-piece and I'm putting that available in your size, you really can wear a two-piece. So showing it on test with, like, telling the customer, this is made for all plus-size women. And I wanted that to be very clear. So the campaign was very well-received, and, I definitely am very open to working with all, you know, every size in the range that we carry for our customers because I think that that's the best rep representation of what the brand is all about. 
Now, sometimes big brands say the reason that they don't use larger models is because the clothes don't sell when uh, they use larger models. So is that true? I can't say I, I can't say what their business is. I can't say if it's true or false, but I will say that, you know, the customer <laughs> modeling and fashion is still about a look and a feel. You know, you want to be able to look at that picture and say, Wow, that's how I can look. I personally know that my customers are able to look at a test just like they're able to look at a Haley or a Chris and say, wow, that's how it's going to look like on me. I can't speak for their brands, you know. I know mm-hmm. that I'm speaking to a customer that really buys. I, I, I will say this. The Monique customer is a customer that buys into and fully supports the idea of body love, of self-love, and about body diversity. And so my expectation is that she's looking at our campaign, she's looking at what we do, and she is very happy to see women of all shapes and sizes. And, you know, I've, we also use the natural model. We, You know, we used Philomena about, I think, last summer with her natural hair. We did, like, this really cool high-top fade. And people mm-hmm. were like, oh, my God, you use the, you know, a model with natural hair. And I'm like, my, I have customers with natural hair, just like I have customers that wear weave. You know, right. so I want to be able to show it on lots of different women. And, So I I just think that our customer really embraces it, and I think that if it comes with authenticity behind it, any brand can be successful showing that sort of diversity. And I think that the customer is asking for it more and more. Wouldn't you say the same thing? I mean, I really think that people are asking for a bigger representation in the advertising that they're seeing. Yes, bigger with size and diversity with, With you know, all of All of the above, all of the above. Yes. So I see recently that these websites have been popping up with knockoffs, and they're from overseas, and they're using your pictures, and they have the the same items for dirt cheap. Now, what's your feelings on that? What's going on with that? They're they're, they're not the same items. They are indeed a knockoff of the items, but they're not the same items. It's actually been a challenge for my company. It's been a challenge for a lot of companies, and, and I would really say to the consumer, be mindful of who you are spending your money with because um, the the reality is that once you have a brand that people recognize as a brand that has a following, um, you know, they're saying to themselves, okay, we could go in here, we could basically try to poach their business. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's unfortunate because, you know, many of the retailers that are doing this and the manufacturers that are doing this, listen, these are huge companies that are knocking us off. You know, it's not just me. I've seen them knock off other brands in the plus-size space. These are large companies that are doing it. I say to myself, if you have the ability to take your time and to knock off Monique C to sell dirt cheap, you also have the ability to create a brand-new, fabulous collection for plus-size women for stuff that mm-hmm. they probably can't get from a C or this brand or that brand. But you choose not to do that. You choose to come in and try to pull a piece of the pie that someone else used their creativity to bring to the industry. Why didn't you use the resources that you had to make a, a plus-size career line or a plus-size lingerie line? So it's not mm-hmm. about respecting the customers. It's not about, oh, it'd be one thing if it was, 
you know, this is an industry that maybe we were not aware that we should tap into. Let's give them great products. No, it's about how do we go in and see what somebody else is doing and copying it and selling it for dirt cheap. And I think that that's really sad. And, you know, I really hope that the, 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 the customer will recognize what they're doing and won't support them because that's the sort of thing that a brand like mine or other brands, I, I know that I have um, – contemporaries in other spaces and the jewelry space and other spaces that have had to shutter their business because right. the knockoffs were eating their business. And what does that tell you? Because if 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 I had the foresight or if another designer had the foresight to create a brand new look and feel for an industry that was underserved and then someone decides to come in and basically steal those ideas, you know, the industry needs to stand up for those designers, those independent designers that took a risk, financial and otherwise, to create great products and not support these, you know, infringers. I don't have a lot of nice things to say about them. Right. And I was told, uh, I was working on another project before, and I was told that overseas, like, for instance, in China or wherever these knockoffs are coming from, they don't have the same laws. So you can't really... Yeah, so you can't really sue them because it's not the the same laws over yeah. there. So it's. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's one of those challenges where the consumer has to be educated and the consumer has to understand that uh, if you buy, if you want to be sure that you're getting Monique C, you need to purchase it on MoniqueC.com. You know, anything right. else, I, you know, obviously we have our, our respective retailers. We work with Always For Me on for Swim and Modcloth for Swim. But if it's not for any, if it's not any of the three of us, you can pretty much understand that it is a knockoff. And, and you have to get that and you have to be, I, I, I just think that it's about anything. If, if you're a painter or you're a jewelry maker or you're this or that, and you put your blood, sweat, and tears into creating something fantastic for people who previously didn't have access. And then someone comes in from the side and says, ha-ha, I'm going to take what you're doing and make money off of it. You know, it's, I think it's up to the consumer to say, no, I'm not going to support you. I'm not going to buy that. And they steal your pictures and put the pictures, oh, same pictures with yeah, your name on it. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah I mean, that, if you notice on our website, we added watermarks. And, and what we saw was a recent picture, and I – you know, I hope that this doesn't happen again. They took the watermark off, and I was like, okay. So, you know, it's brazen. It's brazen, and it's just, I think more than anything, I say to myself, if I'm that consumer and I get that garment at home, you know, you got to know that they don't have respect for you either. They're sending you something extraordinarily shoddy. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I just hope that people know what they're getting and that they choose not to support them. Mhm. Now, what is the ultimate goal for your company? You're ten years in, but you know we we want you to be here for twenty more years. So, oh, what's your ultimate you. goal? You know, I when I started this brand, I, I feel like I'm giving you the real deal, Shanice. Because you know, it's so funny. I this last ten years, I don't think I ever really thought to myself what Monique C was. It was just I, I was so enjoying it and just living in the moment. And I, I had a moment this year, you know, I don't know if you know, my father passed away in March. My mother mm-hmm. had passed away about five years ago. It actually be six years in November. And, you know, they were such a big part of starting this brand for me. And, and looking back over the last 10 years, I feel like 
I went from 26 to 36. I became a woman. Things changed. Both of my parents are gone. My life has changed, but Monisi has been the constant. And I think that what juices me up right now in my 10th year of business is just being able to be a leader in the plus-size industry. I, mm-hmm. I really get excited knowing that plus-size women trust us to bring them the trends in a way that works for their bodies. Plus-size women trust us that, you know, I remember when we came out with a crop top set, one of the first brand, actually probably the first brand to do it, not this past summer, the summer before that. And mm-hmm. I just thought to myself, my goodness, like customers were like, really, can we do a crop top? And we were like, yep, you can do a crop top. And now it's, it's everywhere. And so I really see us as the person that brings new energy and new life to the plus size industry and really innovates and gives the customer what she wants, even when she doesn't know that's what she wants. And so it just it right. excites me. It's like I go into the design lab and it's just like, what can we cook up now? What can we do? You know, when, when, when we came up with that coat, the cashmere coat that sold out like crazy, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. listen, let's do a cashmere coat. Why is that far-fetched? Plus, I women should have a cashmere coat. And let's do right. style and flair. And plus, I women should have an ivory. Not only should they have a cashmere coat, they should have an ivory cashmere coat. You know what I mean? Like, this mm-hmm. is about crossing the lines beyond black and gray and tan and, and, oh, you can't wear this and you can't wear that. I get so juiced with the idea of, oh, okay, we can't wear that. Let me show you. Let me right. let me show you how we can wear that because I'm going to engineer garments and create styles for the plus size women that do work. You know, I, I saw that picture of you and the sequins jumpsuit, the gold sequins jumpsuit. And I remember when we were sitting down and we were designing that and I and I said to Brandon who works with me on design, I said, We're gonna put some satin panels on the inside because let's keep it real, plus size women, our thighs rub together. So right. you can't give a plus-size woman a sequin jumpsuit and not put in, you know, satin panels or something to allow for that so that these sequins are not rubbing off. Those are the, so it's almost like I'm engineering a math problem. It's like we want to give this, how do we do it in a way that makes sense for plus-size women's bodies? And so that's what really excites me. So when you ask me what's the end game, it's just as long as I can continue to just be juiced and gassed about being innovative and coming out with new things, and every single collection makes me giddy. Like, I'm a schoolgirl. Like, we have a new collection going live tomorrow. I can't wait till it's on the site. You know, it's like that. I'm continuously excited about that. And when I travel, I travel a lot, I mean, and I travel a lot overseas. And when girls are like, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I ordered Monique C. You know, I go to Australia Actually, I haven't been to Australia yet, but I went to Africa. I went to South Africa, and I was walking down the street, and the girl said, you're a designer, aren't you? And just to know that she knew who I was. And she was oh, like, wow. I, don't, I, I don't own anything of yours because I didn't even know I could get it shipped here. And I said, we ship all over the world. And she was like, oh, my gosh, as soon as I go home, I'm going to order something. Like, to know that we're opening up the opportunities for clothes for women, not just in the United States, but all over the world. And that you can order a Monique C in Peru and you can get it and you can feel fabulous and you can go to your event. Like that sort of stuff and, and creating that sort of opportunity for plus size women, that still very much excites me. And, you know, just opening the doors, opening our clothing collections, you know, 
it, it, it's all still very exciting 10 years later. I feel like the in, a, in many ways, I feel like, okay, we're taking it to the next level. Now it's the time to take it to the next level. Right, right, right. So do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? Well, I'm, uh, I mean, I know the 10-year anniversary, but besides that, anything else we yeah, need to know? I mean, yeah, yeah, well, you know the holiday collection is coming very soon, and I know people are probably like, I can't believe Christmas is coming and Hanukkah I know. and everything else because it feels like summer just ended. But, yeah, wait till you see the holiday collection. That's coming. Um, and, you know, the swim collection is going to be incredible next year. You know, just, just keep looking out for everything that we're doing. And like I said, we are really going to be unveiling lots of little surprises. So you just have to keep your eyes out. And I will say for any of your um, listeners who are Monique Seek customers, one of the things that I really want to encourage them to do is follow us on Instagram, Monique Seek Plus Sizes. That's our username, Monique Seek Plus Sizes. But also hashtag yourself. Hashtag Monique C when you wear our garments. I can't tell you how excited I get when I see pictures. Like, I'm literally behind my phone like, yes, she did that, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that is one of the most exciting things for me because it's like to see what you do on a live person, it sounds odd, but it actually is very rewarding. So, you know, just keep it coming, and, and, and we hope that we're able to continue to excite the industry. Now, tell everybody what's your official website and how we can keep up with everything Monique C. Sure. Our official website is MoniqueC.com. I'll spell it out. It's M as in mom, O as in octopus, N as in Nancy, I as in idea, F as in Frank, C as in charlie.com. Our Instagram, as I mentioned before, is C plus sizes. That is the same name for our Facebook. And so follow us, you know, join our email list. We always have exciting things, and, you know, we hope that we're able to, if you're a customer, you keep coming back, and if you're not, that you'll give us a try. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show again. You are always putting out amazing clothes. You know I'm a faithful customer since day one. Thank you, Shanice. I so appreciate your support. And continue success with everything you do. Awesome. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you to my fabulous guest this evening, Monique C. Make sure you check out her website and her fabulous clothes at MoniqueC.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to like our fan page on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Shanice Lewis Show. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.